Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Okay. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel, and I do have a special guest, Allison Boudreaux. Allison, how are you? I am doing great, Chris. How are you doing today? Doing well. I want you to introduce yourself a little bit better than I did because I want to know what you do, what, you know, where, where you work, all that kind of stuff. Is that fair? You got it. Absolutely. Uh, right. Hey, everybody. I am Allison Boudreaux. I am the Director of Digital Programs, Education, and Community at a company called Calix. And we are a leading provider for telecom companies helping to bring broadband to rural service providers and their areas. Um, I have been at the company for 12 years Whoa. and yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> wild if I think about it. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to have multiple careers at the same company. And so, love it. yeah, right now I oversee a team of 15 people. We wake up every day and we think about what questions customers have about our products and solutions and how we can help answer those questions in whatever format they want to learn. So education and training. Do you want to sit through an official course? Do you want to join us and have a conversation on our community? Or do you want to sit down in an online session and talk with other customers who are in your same boat? And so it's been an awesome experience over the past three years and happy to be here to talk with you today. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you. And, and just remember, you know, this is peers over beers. I know you don't have yeah. a beer. Um, you mentioned that you like stouts and cider. Is that right? Or Absolutely. And oh, a bourbon God. every now and then. Ooh. You know, uh, <laughs> I've been collecting some scotches as of late. And one of my favorites is, and I'm looking over here, it's Whistle Pig uh, 12. So, and then I want to get the higher one, but, you know, it costs a lot more money for like the 18 or whatever. So I just yeah. kind of stick with the. <laughs> That's a good one. Piggyback, piggyback six years, also a great one. If you don't want to go with the 12. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but uh, you, so you and I have, known each other for a really long time and, and had a few conversations over the years. Um, I think it's been years, you know, yeah. a few years anyways. And I've always kind of kept up with some of the things that you do and I'm always intrigued and, and, and um, you, like you said, you own training and uh, the community and stuff like that. We were talking kind of pre-show and I always say I should record these pre-shows, but I don't, um, is that, uh, you know, we, we were kind of talking about marketing, you know, being in marketing or being in customer or, you know, what do you think? So, so you've been in marketing before you've been in, I think you're in the customer org or something customer, like that. Yeah. Customer enablement and uh, education, customer service. Yeah. Um, but yeah, started out actually, uh, I ran trade shows and events for a while. Hmm. Then I jumped into marketing campaign management. We didn't have marketing campaign managers at the time. Um, grew that role into overseeing demand generation and uh, events. And then hopped over here to the customer success org when we started that about three years ago. So love, love marketing. And I see, um, you know, customer enablement is really able to take what I learned in marketing as far as reaching out to customers and communicating and then turning it kind of on its head over here with education and community. Love it. You know, and something that um, I've been kind of thinking about in a big way is how do I marry um, the academy and community together? 
and obviously that's what you've done. <laughs> or, <laughs> and and um and, and I've even kind of reached out to you every now and then to kind of think about that or you know and, and ask you a question or two. And how do you do that, you know, in the beginning? Like, is it something that you have to start from the beginning? Because right now I do work with our academy team or training team to kind of, and they're still building, right? You know, it's like they're building so much content now, but you know, a lot of times me and the training team will get on the call with the customer when they first on board to talk about what community is, to talk about academy, but you know, they're two separate things today and it's not easy to necessarily get into one or the other, two different logins, two different, you know, how do you marry that? And, And, you know, I have some thoughts, but I want to hear what you're saying because you've already done it. Yeah, such a great. So um, when I originally started in my position, uh, education did not report into my organization. We were two separate kind of practices okay. within the org. And as we kind of grew, grew, we decided that really it's all about enablement. And customers had similar questions on the community as they would ask the trainers. Yeah. And so for us, when I look at you know what my whole team is trying to accomplish, it's just answering those customer questions in different ways. And so when you look at community, it's a short form answer a lot of yeah. the times. And then you think about education and it's you know usually a little bit more rigorous, sit down in a classroom or an online learning. Um, and, and you hit such a key piece of it on the head with making it a seamless experience. Mm. So when we think about like post-sale customer engagement, I don't want them to have to have a different login for Calix University and a different login for Calix Community and then an even different login to get documentation and software. So we actually at Calix I can have, ask you about that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have um, my Calix. And it's this hub where they have one login and they can access all of the different pieces of enablement that they could possibly need. And so it's, we're actually undergoing a project now to make it even more automated and streamlined for customers that when they log in, they can hit any system with single sign-on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like the same. That's the other piece that we've really focused on when education came to my team. The, um, the education platform didn't look like our updated Calix branding. And so it was, how do we start to message and update that so that they understand it's the same. Yeah. You know, same company, same experience. Great customer experience right there. Yeah. Did you work with marketing at all to kind of drive the look and feel and all that stuff? Absolutely. So, um, you know, my roots in marketing, but also my love of brand and yeah. brand alignment. Um, we sat down with the corporate marketing team and we said, okay, this is what's on calix.com. How do we pull in some of those assets, but also let them know they are in a different place, right? They're not on the calix.com website, but it's something that it's, it's aligned to the brand. So we absolutely sit down with them and we work with them often to say, okay, you've updated our branding. We've updated the corporate mission. How do we bring that into all the other assets across the company? They're great partners for us. Yeah, you, you would think so. We're doing, or we just went through a rebranding of our website, logos, everything. Yeah. And so um, I was, and I'm still part of that project to where, you know, because we're in marketing today and, um, but I have the relationship with the docs team to the, with the support team, with uh, Academy and everything else. So I had to bring them in and say, Hey, look, the very least we don't have SSO today. And um, we're, we are building enterprise search into community docs and Academy into, so that's step one. Okay. SSO is a lot harder to do and and a longer um, thing to kind of project to think about and probably more expensive, but 
but we're getting we're gonna get there. So the branding piece to go back to that is, you know, uh, so we brought them all in, and so the docs for the most part, it's not a hundred percent, but at least yeah. we're getting close to a, a true branding um, experience for our customers. And then, you know, this project with um, it's it's a company called Search Unify, which you know I think you know you get a few few of those enterprise searches is won't be SSO, but at least we'll be, you know, our customers and users will be able to search across the different platforms. And that's right? key, right? They have a question, they can find out where to get the answer. Yep. How did, just, uh, I want to know how your customers reacted to your branding updates. Did, have you gotten any feedback yet? Nothing. I even brought it up on one of our webinars uh, and crickets. I don't yeah. think people care. Like it looks completely different. Like I mean, it's like the community looks the same, sort of. It's got the same uh, uh, look and feel. It's just yeah. different colors and fonts and logo and stuff. Uh, nothing. Like, I mean, faced. no, just remember, though, like our community is um, very uh, young. So we started, we okay. opened it up April 28th of last year. Yeah. So there's not a lot of, um, you know, old school anything, you know, but it's all new. So, you know, there's just like a probably like, oh, he's just doing it didn't affect the experience. It actually, yeah. I think, enhanced it a little bit, um, but it's hard to know for that. Um, so we, we're doing some of that, and and, uh, and I think it's kind of cool. We'll get to all that other stuff. My question for you, though, is, mm-hmm. is your community public, Are you, or is it not public, or what? Oh, enter the eternal debate of uh, public versus private community. So um, I don't know if it's a debate. I mean, it just depends on your goals, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a, well, it's a debate internally. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> um, so we we came over to a new platform about six years ago, and at that time, we wanted to increase SEO for Calix in general, yeah. not just. And so we made a lot of things public. Okay. Um, we're slowly taking that back and putting things back behind the firewall. Um, And part of the opportunity during that time is how do we message customers so that A, if they're not logged in, they understand there's more behind there. Right now, when Mm. you kind of hit it, it looks like there's nothing going on. And if you don't know to log in, it's like, well, why would I come here? So um, Mm. for us, a a lot of our stuff is behind the firewall and it's private. We're trying to figure out what we want to make public and okay. what helps customers learn about the community before they're actually engaged with it to make them want to engage. What, uh, and, and I'm very curious to, to understand like why, what's the logic behind or goals behind keeping it, most of that stuff private? Yeah. So a lot of our, um, a lot of our content on the community has started to focus around release readiness. Okay. And how can we, we do um, releases four times a year now at Calix. And so yep. a lot of our content is how do you gear up for the release? What are the features? How are you using them? How are other customers talking about mm-hmm. them? And so we made the decision to make it private just for competitive Got it. reasons. Yep. Were you seeing that uh, people were taking that content and just like using it competitors or was it just kind of, there's a fear, you know? I think, I think more the fear. I don't think we saw people okay. using it, but just wanting to make sure that we had a little bit more control over some of our, you know, newer updates and releases that we weren't necessarily putting on the corporate website. No, it's, it's a legit, um, it's legit thinking, I think, you know, uh, cause I've even, look, everything today for us is public. Okay. At the end of the day, what we're trying to do is 
there's awareness that we're trying to, uh, we have an awareness problem, not necessarily just the community, but overall. Um, and we're trying to expand our SEO in all of our different areas. There's yeah. some other things that we can do. Um, we believe that community is a key factor in that. So at the end of the day, I didn't even ask. I just did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, uh, and, and so, <laughs> I hear you. Sometimes it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission, right? And I think, yeah, you know, I, I think the big goals for us is, is obviously SEO. And, and it's, if somebody has a question about our product, I want to be able to answer it like that. Like, yeah. and they're going to go to Google no matter what. So if they're not finding that answer to that question, they're going to be frustrated at the end of the day. And if they are, and if they do find that answer, uh, it's just expected, right? Like, you know, I, I'm not excited that I found the answer. It just should be there, you know, and, and that right. kind of, that's my logic behind and, and kind of the preaching uh, of yeah. why we do uh, an open community. But uh, you have some good points because we are starting to um, uh, publicize, uh, you know, some of our um, releases. So we have, I think it's three a year and you know, okay. I like to have those public, but, you know, when I write content and all those kinds of things, like I'll write some blog articles around the release and, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll get um, some of the PMs to, to present around, um, you know, a release that's going to enhance you know, our customers. So those are public, but yeah. you know, I don't, it's, it's a good point. Like, um, it's probably just this fine line. I mean, you guys have been doing it for a long time and have some probably really good reasons. Yeah, for me, it's um, once we mature our model even further, because again, we've had a community for a long time, yeah. but we don't have, um, I still think there's a lot of room for improvement for strategy and execution. And so for us, I think it's bringing everything kind of behind and then we can start to say, okay, what content does make sense to have it public? Yeah, um, so have some content. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's a forever, we're going to make everything private. Um, but there's definitely some things that lead. The hard part about us is uh, one of our philosophies on my team is no dead ends. Mm. So if you're on a KD article in the community, we're going to link you to a video, to an education course, to mm. some other piece of content. I like it. And yeah, it's um, it's easy, right? Just, right, hey, what's, what's next? No dead ends, right? So we're in this giant bowl of spaghetti of content on the community. Are we going to take you to, right? What's your next step? You've learned the answer to this question. Now, maybe you want to learn about this. And so we're constantly linking people. And that's a challenge too, when everything is public or private. If we have an article that's public. Oh, I see. Yeah. And we link, right? Or... So we're getting there. Um, my goal eventually is that we do have some things that are absolutely public, um, yeah. but for now we got to kind of yeah. scale it behind the wall. Sounds like, you have a, <laughs> sounds like you have a plan, um, you know. And, or, it's or, ever or, changing, Chris, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. We're never going to have a finite community. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to change. No, nobody. Does? You know, That's like, the fun of it. So, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious not to completely get off, but you know, yeah. you said you have 15 people under you. Um, that's a lot. I mean, obviously you own training and community, so it makes sense. But, um, when you look at your community specifically, do you have, well, the question more so is it's probably a few questions in there, but one is how do they kind of intertwine together? Right. Yeah. Like how do you just, I don't know if it's seamless or they just have their roles and you make them talk every now and then. How does that work? You know? Yeah. So, um, I hate to give analogies, but I'll always give analogies. So, um, I like it. When I first started, 
they said, uh, executive team came to me and said, I want you to really think about your team as building the container mm. and everyone else puts things inside of it. And not just everyone else on my team, but everyone else within the organization. So my team is focused on, we're going to build out the best practice. We're going to build out the how, and then we are going to work with support and sales and marketing and customer success, and they're going to fill up our bucket. So mm. what does a good education course look like? Here's the container. And now we're going to go work with our sales engineering team to say, okay, what content makes sense in this bucket to answer this question? Mm. Having that mentality forces my team to work with everyone else in the organization. Smart. We have to go work with support. We have to. So yes, we do create some content, especially specifically the education team. We have yeah, yeah, incredible trainers and course developers, but there's a co-authoring step to our content creation where it's, okay, we've, we've answered this question. We've created this course, run it by the sales engineers. What do they think? What's their feedback? Run it by customers. Hmm. What do they think? What's their feedback? And it helps us to not live in our siloed bubbles um, it was a change at first. Everybody yeah. was very much used to like, I'm going to create my course and we're going to release it. Next. Let's, let's no, um, no ownership, right? We're, we want to answer the best way for the customer. And so um, that's kind of how we do it. They all have to work together. I get them on calls all the time. We're constantly collaborating. I mean, Calix is a collaborative company in general. Yeah. So it's, okay, we're creating something. What do you guys think? Our CSMs, our, our support or customer success managers, they create tons of content for the community really? mm -hmm. because they're the ones working with the customers. Yeah. So they're writing the knowledge-based articles. They're writing um, best practices. They're sharing on the community and we give them accolades and donuts for <laughs> helping us. <laughs> food goes far with our team. So uh, coffee and food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just got them drinking some coffee. Um, I, I try not to drink coffee like all day, you know, morning times I'm done, you know? Like, it, yeah. I mean, five o'clock, you got to have that beer, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe Sometimes, a coffee stout. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, what is, what does your community team look like? What kind of focus, how, how many people on your community specific team? And then what's kind of the focus areas? So um, right now we have a community moderator. He's been with the company for about six years and he came from our support organization. So he okay. really has an understanding of how the technology works and can get in and answer those questions for our, really what's our base of the community. It's the technicians, it's the people who want the code, things, questions yeah. that I could never answer if I tried. Um, <laughs> and so he's our moderator, um, never been a community moderator before. So we're figuring out what his yeah. position is. He loves to help customers. And that, that was the hunger that we wanted in this position. And he has the cool. product knowledge. Um, then we have, have. Like it's that. so good. We, um, we my, have to uh, beg people to answer questions. This is, it's, he's going to figure it out. He, he will. And he, he has the um, internal connections, right? If he can't answer yeah. it, he'll figure out. Um, my, uh, my VP of support says, I like to, uh, hunt his pond with dynamite because I have several of his team members now on my team. Um, That's hilarious. It's wonderful. That's all right. They, they love it. And uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good to grow within an org. Um, Absolutely. We have another community, um, our customer advocacy leader. Okay. 
And so he runs the Calix Champions program, which is our yeah. Calix advocacy program. He also, we all kind of, um, we have our swim lanes, but we also pitch in where needed. So he also mm-hmm. moderates the community. He's in there talking with the leaderboard. He's definitely um, focused on advocacy and then community. So that's our team as it stands today, as far as community. And then we are working with a consultant right now to really help us with strategy and see how else we need to build out this team as we grow the community. Interesting. So advocacy, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about yeah. that. What, what is, what is what, what's the goal there? What, what are you trying to accomplish from a business standpoint, but also from, I'm just, because that's, I want to do some of that too. So that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we're still figuring it out. We've always had the leaderboard on the community. It was sure. like out of the box, right? You have Same. the top people and you're like, this is great. Yep. We had four levels and um, we started looking and saying, okay, the advocates really help you run your community. They become right. an extension of your team, right? And so A, how do we recognize them? How do we encourage it? And how do we get more of them involved? And we didn't want to just focus on community. So our advocacy program reaches across all customer enablement programs. So they get points if they get certified Mm -hmm. for our academy. They get points if they're active in the community. They get points if they attend virtual engagement sessions. And all of that is filtered in through our Salesforce system. So it's automatic. I love it. Um, Awesome. And we're, again, still looking at how we can refine it. But the goal for us was, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this and helping us. Um, Getting recognition, right? Either the badges on the community or we absolutely send swag bags and gifts. um, And just really helping to build that sense of community amongst our customers. We work in telecom. The telecom industry is a tight knit industry. Hmm. These people have known each other for years. And so us kind of being that catalyst of saying, come here and and share and talk about the experiences you're seeing. They love to share. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So our, our goals and then really it is that extension of our team and the excitement and groundswell for Calyx. I like that. Is is that is so? Is the community more of a? It sounds like it's a pretty. It's a support community, but you might have other communities that more of kind of this general type community that people connect on or at least have conversations. And... We definitely started as like more of the uh, you know old internet chat board that you're thinking yeah. about, right? Where it was like, I have this issue. Is anybody else seeing this? Yeah. Um, or how do I you know put a daisy chain together? and people answer. Um, that was the basis of our community. Mm-hmm. And now we're yeah. expanding it to bring in other roles. So mm. how are marketers coming to learn about marketing campaigns for their customers or how they're using our mobile app and our software, right? They come into the community and they share the campaigns they're doing, mm. which is awesome, right? Very. Um, we talk about how to run good email campaigns or good social media campaigns. So it becomes more of, instead of that, I'm having an issue with X that our support can solve. It's how do I do my job better? How do I do my function better? That's what I want to get into. Yeah. It's, It's, and it's awesome. It's 
seeing people grow from like baby marketers <laughs> to now VP marketers, right? Who are running giant marketing organizations because they got help in our community and with our customer success team. Yeah. Like changing lives. And I, I hate to sound like so, you know, sunshine and rainbows, but man, I, it's uh it's why I do what I do is because I want to help customers grow not only with Calyx, but also in their professional careers. How'd you make that shift from, because this is something else I'm trying to do, um, yeah. <laughs> from kind of this support thing, because, you know, I think to me, you know, support is a big, big opportunity in, in yeah. companies like mine uh, and definitely Absolutely. have to build it. And that's why I built it. And, yeah. but how do I kind of start thinking about, you know, uh, instead of going from this support focus, which will continue on, but how do we also think about getting these people that are down here in the weeds all the time, and it might be other audiences, I don't know, but is to think about, you use our product, what are some of the business outcomes that you're getting as you use this product? What are some of the things that you're trying to accomplish or that you have accomplished, or how can we help you accomplish these outcomes to the business? Does that make sense? It does. Um, And it's, you know, we love to think of community as the center of people's day. Yeah. And it's probably Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I mean, for for support, absolutely. If they have a question, they know they can come and get their question answered. For us, it's taken time. It has not happened overnight. And it's building a habit of why they want to come. And so for us, one of the key drivers for our outside of support personas. We host um, champions events once a quarter. Sorry. Virtual or? Uh, Virtual. So right now we're running a hoops hysteria that lines up with a March event that is trademarked and we can't rename it that same thing, (laughs) Um, but it is a bracket. And so, um, so we're running that kind of um, event for our customers marketing people love to participate in that. And so we use that as a pivotal event to say, okay, this is awareness of the community. We love that you're here participating in this really fun event. It doesn't really have anything to do with work. It's easy. It's fun. And now, oh, hey, by the way, did you know that we also have content for you in the community? You can meet other people. You can talk about these things. So we do that different types of events. We've done cookbooks, submit your recipes, We've done uh, Spotify playlists. Um, we've done things leading up to our user group about meeting people. And so we use that as like an awareness campaign yeah. about the community. And then we just try to keep them. It's, it's a groundswell. It's definitely, it's not like they're all going to be in there all the time, but we're right. definitely seeing those numbers increase quarter over quarter of like, they're finding the value and the value is different for them. And that's, I think what you are trying to say, right? It's, yeah. They're not coming there to put in a support case or to answer why something yeah. isn't the way it should be. Um, they're coming there to learn and building that takes time. Communities are not built in a day. Uh, no. As um, you know. As you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. So so interesting because what I'm trying to do and what I've been thinking about is kind of from a community standpoint is, all right, so I have a space for these technical audiences that are trying to solve these problems. Yep. But, you know, and that took a lot of time and effort. You know, I had to build lots of content. I had to get people on board to come into the community and ask those questions and then find, 
you know, experts within Reltio or, yeah. you know, even within uh, the customer base to answer questions or our partner base to help answer questions. So that's a continuous thing. And then I have a webinar program that goes generally deep into the product that I start building content around that webinar program. So I have some blogs, I'll capture q and I'll push that out, you know, and, and so it's been focused in specifically, mostly, not always, but on the product piece. So what I'm thinking about is, um, and I'm hoping to get a, an extra headcount to continue yeah. that focus, right? But then kind of expanding that to kind of this, um, and I'm not sure of the role yet, because, you know, generally it's like a, our stuff is data. So a lot of IT people, uh, but yeah. we know that marketers, we know that um, sales leaders and folks like that have data problems. They just don't know that it's master data management, right? Like they yeah. don't know the tool is going to be master data management to help them. That's why they get their IT people to help them. So it's kind of that intertwine of technical and business audiences. You know, how, how can I create a space? And you got to start slowly, you know, and, and maybe it's one role at a time. Maybe it's role, maybe it's industry. Maybe it's, I haven't figured that out yet, but yeah. creating a space that talks about business value of master data management or the business value of maybe we don't call it MDM because you go, you go to a marketer and say, I know this master data management system that's going to they're like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? Like, you know, I don't know what that is. It's Next. throwing another thing on my tech stack. Get out of here. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't but have if time you start for that. Talking about the business problem. So having a community of data professionals that, that are talking about business kind of problems that they've solved with, data or, you know, whatever, you know, I don't, yeah. haven't figured it out, but I think that that's where I want to go is more of, yes, we'll have this space for our audience because they need it. They need help. And we'll continue to push content, push, you know, uh, for great experience and all that stuff, SSOs, enterprise search, and you know, but I want to, I, I want to reach out to the broader community. I, I'm thinking about like this, um, this awareness. So these people that already know about our product, great. Or know about the space of master data management, great. Um, one is, what do you do next after you built the MDM piece? Or two is, what are you know like to get to the unaware folks? How yeah. do you start building those business kind of cases, outcomes, content? I don't know what it is yet, but uh, I have some ideas on that kind of stuff. But that's what I'm thinking about. You know, yeah. it's this broader area, bringing in influencers, bringing in, it doesn't have to be our customers necessarily. It's just the, the community of data focused people, you know, right. that can help solve problems. And such a good, um, I, I might have you think about inversing, like instead mm -hmm. of being in the community first, you run the great programs of webinars. Yep. Um, yeah. We really started circles of success sessions, which our customers tell us are the best sessions. Hmm. And these are small group conversations. Yes. We don't do the talking. We moderate the session on a, on a topic. So um, how are you using data for business? Hmm. And we'll ask the attendees questions. We use those sessions as kind of a building this, the community and then now we're pulling them into the online community yep, because let's yep. get those relationships built. Yep. Yes. Right. And, and you could do that so easily through your webinar sessions. If you, if you change kind of the webinar format a little bit to be more of an open discussion. And yep. then, you know, I think 
you know, people think about community and online community as one place. Yeah. But if you start to think about how they're building relationships outside and then that's bring them in together, that's what I want. That becomes really powerful because you can, you and I can build connection over Zoom or yeah. in a conference very quickly. Um, building it on the community sometimes takes a little bit longer. So if you can hmm. harvest outside and pull them in, they kind of already have that natural relationship. And um, when they see their friends there, then they want to come back. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, that that's so good. And it's along the lines of my thinking, because I was talking to this guy that uh, we've got this potential project that we're going to work on together, talking about or doing exactly what I was talking about, but it's a bigger kind of bigger thing. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I said, you know, you're the expert in how to build a master data management program. You're the expert in these things. We can go on, you know, we can go out to these lunches and learn uh, kind of thing and start all across you know, I'm probably thinking too big here, but all across the U.S., you know, yeah. and we could even go outside the U.S. later, but just these specific pockets, start building those relationships with these key people that, that, are, that are the experts in this area. And then, you know, from a content standpoint, one, you're going to be the content person at first, right? Because like, you're the, but we bring those people in, we start throwing our ideas out there and we bring them in to do some of these webinars or podcasts that we're trying to do. We record them, we start creating really good content around, you know, blogs and embed the videos or podcasts into these blogs and, and just continuous content around that kind of stuff. And then, you know, depending on kind of the role and who they are, if they're VPs, they're not going to be in an online community, but, but they will be in that community of influencers and, you know, these small group type things and they'll get on, you know, uh, uh, Zoom or whatever, right? And they'll start but i want to start building this whole community around that yeah and and yes we'll have this online community and we'll continue to build spaces but i'm thinking about bigger and broader i think i'm thinking that way you know and getting realtio is kind of known as the place to you know uh the place on all things all data you know or yeah. maybe not all data but you know in our space you know kind of stuff and i think it like you said it begins with curiosity yeah and, and serving your customer, right? Like you said, you're going to bring an expert out to answer questions. Take those learnings and bring that back to help yes. answer more questions. Yeah. Yeah. That's Well, you got to capture that information and push that content out. You know, I mean, it's all awareness. It's all, you know, SEO stuff, whatever. But I've got to do that, you know. Um, I don't know. It sounds fun to me. And it yeah. sounds like you're doing some of that. That's really cool. And I love how... Um, I mean, what you've built is pretty amazing. Thanks. Yeah, it's, um, I have an I mean, incredible it's a journey, team. right? But it is. And I, you know, I look back at what we're, how far we've come even in the past three years. And I'm really excited about what we have planned for this year and into next. Um, and I just, I can't say it enough. I'm surrounded by incredibly supportive people who allow me to fail, make mistakes, <laughs> learn from them. Yeah, And there's nothing more freeing, but also terrifying of people saying, go figure it out. And I know that I have support to go figure it out and make mistakes and learn. Um, I love it. And so I've been very, very blessed in my career here that they allow me to do those things and, and learn and grow. And then also, you know, build my network out with people like you. Yeah, Allison, this has been really great. And I think like, it's so important to have that support 
that you that you said uh, that you talked about. I mean, even with me thinking about what I just told you about, kind of this bigger, broader kind of place that we can start really building a huge community of you know leaders or in yeah. the space, influencers in the space. You know, that's coming directly from our CEO. It's coming. Uh, directly from two or three of actually his direct reports. Awesome. Had these conversations one-on-one with each and every one of them, captured that information. And I'm presenting that actually next week to uh, our marketing team to really- Awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, you know, but uh, that's why, you know, it's just relevant everything you're saying and all these ideas. And that's why I was asking some of those questions because you, you just have so much experience and, and I love that, you know, Calix and, and the team- allowing you to do what you're doing it's uh, I've, I've been watching you from afar for a while and so yeah. i'm just like yeah she keeps hiring people she keeps building this community it's pretty Thanks, awesome man. yeah it's um <laughs> if you would have asked me right 12 years ago if i'd be in this seat i would absolutely have been like you are lying to me <laughs> that is not true um and yeah we are hiring head out to calyx.com <laughs> Calix.com. We have a hundred positions open across the company. Jeez. I have to do that plug. I know. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> hey, no worries. It's whatever. You know, you came out here to share your expertise. So that's the least I can do. Um, well, Allison, this has been really good. I, I really appreciate the expertise and I will absolutely get you back on. I'll probably get on your calendar right after this talk. So you got it. Awesome. Right. Would love to be back. Thanks for this, Chris. This is great. Well, everyone, thanks for another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and Allison Boudreau. Thanks, Allison. Thanks.